Hey there, Friday Night Movie fans. We have an incredible treat today. We were able to get a preview of the short film Radical Honesty, which is premiering at South by Southwest on March 12th. And we got to interview the screenwriter and star Alison Goldfarb, as well as director Bianca Paletti. This is a really cool film. Lily, do you want to tee it up and describe what the film is about so people know when they listen to the interview in a few moments? So the film but don't is... get it's a seven minute movie. You can't give a 15 minute I... description. No. OK, so basically <laughs> the movie is about and it begins in this um, sort of old kind of diner vibe. Um, and as I explained that the the wait it was with a waitress bringing some food out to people in the diner and she drinks from one of the cups, which I thought was great. You're, you're, and then I'm it, just telling everyone and then what's it pans, happening. Just it pans what to about. a couple who are on a date. And clearly it seems some sort of like first date and they're vibing and they're really liking each other. And then the guy, John, says to Allison that he's in an open relationship and just wants to know if she's okay with that after she asks if he'd like to go back to her place because things are going well. So don't don't do spoilers. Just I won't do spoilers, but the idea is that she's into it and things go a little bit south. So that's okay. it. That's, All right. That's, yeah. that, that's, that's pretty good. Just, you almost described every shot in it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's a really, it's a really fun film. We had a great time uh, speaking with them. Also just a reminder, Friday night movie will be at South by Southwest wonder house hosted by the university of Arizona on March 10th. Uh, no, on March 11th through 13th. Mm-hmm. And uh, we are thrilled where this is premiering, where, where this is premiering, where this premiering. And as soon as it's available to watch um, for everybody, we will share it on all the socials and stuff. Yeah, exactly. eventually. But I don't know when that's going to be. So no. Yeah. But, but at least, you know what the short is about and you'll get to hear from the director and the writer. And you should check out their work because they're both extremely talented. Yeah. And we'll put all the links in the show notes. And uh, thanks again to our guests for being a part of it. Have fun. Welcome to a Friday Night Movie special pre-South by Southwest episode. Uh, Remember, Friday Night Movie will be at the Wonder House, hosted by University of Arizona during the festival, March 11th through 13th. But today, we have two incredible guests. We have screenwriter and actress Allison Goldfarb and director Bianca Poletti, who are bringing radical honesty, not just the concept and the feeling, but the film, uh, which is a brilliant and funny short about dating and relationships and sex and love to South by Southwest. So what better way than to approach a, a film about that topic than to bring my wife and my sister together to <laughs> conduct this interview. Allison and Bianca, it is a pleasure to meet you. Welcome to the Friday Night Movie family. Thanks for having us. We're excited. I'm going to hand it off to Lily to get us going here. Lily, take it away. Um. Hi, it's so nice to meet you. Thank you uh, for sitting down with us. And I loved your film. I thought it was just fantastic. And just to jump right into it, I, you know, it, 
it generally, it really felt like it was exploring expectations versus reality in relationships. And from the opening of the film, when the waitress is, you know, there's like the music and the tone and the colors, it feels very wholesome and dying like this diner. And we can all kind of recognize that imagery and then when she takes a sip of the drink yeah, yeah, it's like <laughs> boom I was like oh it, like wow expect like there's to me that was just from that moment I was like this is not what it seems to be and things aren't what they seem to be always and I thought that was a fantastic opening to the film and then you know it's it seems to me that it's commenting on the idealization or idealizing of this evolved take on romance and sex versus the reality of actually putting that into practice. And I, you know, what is, I basically wanted to ask both of you, um, what is that stark reality exploring? Like what, if, if this is about expectations versus reality, of the real, you know, reality that we are kind of hit with when things are not as they appear to be in our head. What is that stark reality for you that you're trying to explore in the movie? Uh, I mean, I think for me, it's kind of that there's like no answer. Um, Like there's no right way. There's no right way to be in relationship there's no like right answer there's no like real way to have it all maybe there is and we haven't found it but you know it's kind of about like um this moment where you're like interrogating how to have kind of um an authentic relationship that doesn't like have the baggage of like traditional ideas or like what you learned from your parents or what you learned from film and like those ideals versus like the reality of being a human being with emotions and having jealousy or possessiveness or you know it's it's like how do I integrate all of these into my experience that's that's really that's great thank you so much because I think that on you know it's obvious okay the date isn't what she thought it was going to be the an open relationship isn't that's kind of you know a bit more obvious but taking it to that next level of saying well the, the whole the real reality is that there isn't an one sort of formula for the perfect relationship or open relationship or any relationship is is really the truth and that often like everybody's been through that so yes. that's yeah, <laughs> yeah. So thank you. Human, yeah. And I think it's about like humans being just messy in themselves. And that's just how we all are, you know, like we're all figuring it out and, and just piggybacking on what Allison said that, um, that, yeah, it's, uh, it's not one thing, you know? Yeah, well, absolutely. And you now we have the other Allison. <laughs> I know. I really, uh, I really feel like the ALLISONs brought brought it here today. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, so there was a shot in the film that I absolutely loved, and Shai and I watched this together, and we went back and actually watched this bit a couple of times. And it's um, when when the guy does he have a name? I don't think he has a name, right? He's just the guy. We can call him John. That's his real name. Okay. So when, <laughs> yeah. thank you. That's helpful. So mm-hmm. when John goes to text his partner, and uh, like right there, and it cuts to Allison, and she's like 
oh, you, it's got to see you. And you say, oh, you're going to text her, her now. And the discrepancy between what your face is saying and your words are saying are so, is so amazing. Like you, you brought so much to that moment. Um, and like, you can see the kind of conflict in, in the character in that moment. It's amazing. And it, it really brings me to this question that, that I have, um, the work that I do is in, in sexual and reproductive health. So I talk about this a lot. So is the film making a comment about consent in relationships? Because on one hand, you have this character, John, who's kind of doing consent by the book. He's, you know, calling his partner, he's talking it through. And on the other hand, he does exactly what he wants to do anyway, when it's kind of clear that he's not really getting the go ahead from his partner. So I'm just curious if there's like a message in there about consent or consent in relationships or just generally that you all were hoping to explore with kind of that, um, with that moment. Mm. Um, you know, I, I mean, I suppose like there is an element of consent and what you're agreeing to being in relationship with someone. And that is a part of being in relationship with someone is, you know, deciding what the terms of your relationship are. Um, I think kind of the interesting thing about like this particular situation is the way that he's kind of selling her on this idea that she is consenting to, and then she's realizing this is not what I consented to, you know? So um, it's kind of like, you know, again, this like expectations versus reality thing, or like, you know, using these words that have a lot of, uh, like hope and promise in them, like kind of like liberatory language. Um, but it's really for like mm. control and manipulation. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. I feel like I've met a lot of dudes who have run that exact line that that guy <laughs> did yeah. in, 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 in the film. And so I think that you captured it really well. You exposed it in a really in a really cool way it's really it, it feels i feel like i've seen that movie before in a in a, in a good way in a, not in a way like that i've seen the movie before but in a way that in a real life i've right? met that guy <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think we've all met that guy at some at some point <laughs> for or sure <laughs> uh, yes, yes. Uh, um bianca you're you yeah. have directed some amazing music videos ali and i last oh, night as as our prep, we watched the film. We dug into your 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 commercial. Your commercials are short films. They're yeah, they're beautiful. Movement. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Um, uh, I, I specific shout out to uh, Dreamland by Graveyard Club. That I've been watching that just over thank and over. Thank you. That's, That's my favorite. I love uh, that you guys like that. Thank it, you. It, <laughs> it's it, it's amazing. So I I dig. I key into the music and things all the time when I'm watching a film. Yeah. And back to this, I guess this expectations theme is something that we're talking about here, but there's, I'd love to know about the specific decisions you as a director, but both of you as filmmakers made to go into, it's like that old fashioned Motown sound. It evokes the era <laughs> of my parents dating in a <laughs> film that is about uh, two people having this very frank conversation about, um, about polyamory. And I, 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 I would love to know about the decision to juxtapose that old fashioned vibe with this very modern version of romance. Yeah, 
that was um that was definitely the idea so um is to is to mix the old with the new um and and having that and them being in this kind of grandma type diner um you know with older type wallpaper and uh even like you know the waitress is wearing something that's a little bit more old school it all has that kind of retro theme um and and mixing that just as you said with now you know and seeing the difference but then also the fact that it's not that different once she realizes kind of what that might mean you know there there are some similarities between old and new um that still can match up that i thought was that we wanted to play with a bit i feel like that that that's really cool so you're going to yeah. be at south by southwest maybe we'll, yeah. maybe we'll run into you there that'll be cool <laughs> uh, uh, are you excited what do you what do you what do you what are you going to be hitting up other than of course your premiere premiere which yeah. is on which is on hold on i have it written right here <laughs> other than your other than your premiere which is uh on march 12th correct right yeah which yeah yeah at, at the at the at the alamo lamar right mm-hmm. really excited yep. about that um yeah. so other than that what are you going to be doing Oh my God. I want to see all of the movies. I'm so excited. <laughs> I think we're going to see all of the films. Um, and just, it's both, it's the first time for both of us to be there. So we're really Congratulations. It's Thank really you. exciting. Thank you. Yeah. We're stoked. Um, and yeah, we're, I think, I mean, Allison, I can't speak for both of us, but most likely films and like all the panels and all the things that they have to offer, all the parties, you know, all the yeah. <laughs> just want to like soak it all up. Like, I, I yeah. Want- it was so fun the day that they announced that we were on the schedule um but also just to like see the schedule and be like oh my god I want to see this I want to see this I want to see this yeah um yeah and I'm just excited to kind of soak it all in that's so cool what was that like for you all when that when you saw it like your the name your film like on the south by southwest schedule so So I imagine (laughs) yeah (laughs) so so surreal it's amazing you know like as an indie filmmaker it's always like South by and Sundance and all of those are like the ones that you want to go to obviously you want to go to all of them but those are like the top ones that you just get to meet you know cool interesting people and other artists and filmmakers and stuff like that and um so yeah it was really surreal and exciting and yeah we're really really stoked well awesome well we can't wait to cheer you on Again, it's at the Alamo Lamar. March 12, 215 is the is the big premiere. It's also going to be in the online component of South by Southwest, which I myself, even though I have access to, don't fully understand yet. And then it's airing, <laughs> it's going to be playing again on March 16th at 12:15, also at the Alamo Lamar. And um, we're so grateful for you all being here. Are there places uh, or things, social websites you'd like people to follow? in advance or uh or or to catch up with you while you are or or follow your 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 action down at south by southwest yeah they could probably follow our instagram is probably the most active thing i'd say um so my handle's at the paletti and then at al goldfarb um yeah yeah all right well thank you so much for joining the Oh, sorry, Lily, you got, we have like a half a second. Though. Half a yeah, second. Your questions um, take is, that long. And <laughs> I, I can't wait. I just want to say, I can't wait to see what else. I hope you guys continue to collaborate together because um, I think you. there's some magic there. So very Thank excited you. to see what else you guys are going to be up to. Thanks Thank for joining you. the We're family. We're working on it. Thanks, <laughs> awesome. guys.
Thank, Thank you, you so much. Thank you. Goodbye. We just had our interview with Allison Goldfarb and Bianca Paletti. Uh, that was so much fun, right? Super fun. Was that super, was super fun. Yeah, that was super fun. And I, I could have talked it. to them for a while. Like, I really dug into. There's so much going on in those six minutes of yeah. the movie. Yeah, and they 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 seem like they'd be fun guests. Maybe we'll get them back for a full show. But we, of course, would never want to to cheat the audience of some extra Friday Night Movie shenanigans in an episode. So let's reflect a little bit on the film. I, I would, I'll just go with my major reactions is that I think that the way it uses color and movement from that opening shot all the way through the final moment when she, when she throws the money on the table and walks away, I just, I, I, there were so many memorable little details that I really, really loved. So that really, that was really fun. And I really enjoyed that. And it kept my attention. I was like, it's over. I want more. Fastest six minutes ever. Which some shorts don't feel that way. Would you agree? No, so, no. Some shorts definitely feel like, oh, this was a sh like this is a good short film. It's I'm happy for this to end. This was what it was. End of story. This I wanted to like. I wanted to keep going and hear her go home to her roommates and talk yeah, about her day. I wanted to watch and, the whole show. Right, and then I wanted <laughs> to like watch him try to pick up someone at that diner. Hundred <laughs> percent. What that the guy would have done to the hook waitress. up with. Yeah, the waitress, the waitress, the waitress the right. Team. Um, yeah, you did. You definitely did want more. And I hope that they collaborate more and can expand on this. That would be great to see. Um, uh, that's great. Al, what did you think? Yeah. I mean, I, I was pretty riveted by this. I thought that, uh, yeah, it just went too fast. I was like, I need more of this dialogue. I need, I need more. I need to know more about this creepy, this creepy John guy. Cause he's got, He's just got a lot happening there. I mean, Allison was the more. Allie's like, is he available now? No, he's not. <laughs> he's he. He also, I think, was like really. Uh, I don't want to say out of her league, but I was like, really okay. This all right. Like, I was surprised that 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 he was um, pulling Allison to get to get a date with, and so I was like, wow, that's a bold move to like. So she's out of his down. league. That's what I meant. Yeah, that she's out I of his think, league. But I, so think I was like, are oh, that... you going to double down on this? Okay. I, I think that his confidence must have had something to do with it, but also maybe they met on an app, right? Or something like that. So, you know, maybe. now that she's... I really appreciate the costume that they put him in. It yeah. was perfect. Because Perfection. It, it, he's really trying so hard to be cool that it's like, it's repulsive. And <laughs> I think if you really want to meet someone and, you know, you put yourself out there and you go on an app, which I'm assuming that this is what this date was, I feel like you're willing to ignore certain things that normally you wouldn't be okay with, but like, she probably sat down and I'm imagining her being like that necklace. No, that jacket. No. But in this situation, she's like, okay, okay. Let's see what you got. Okay. That doesn't matter. That stuff doesn't matter. Okay. We're vibing. We're good. And she's really trying to make an effort to to kind of get on the same page as him and even ag agree that open relationships are the way things should be and until she's like nah -uh, i'm out this is but this it also just an shows asshole. you that so, it also just shows you that it still really the, matters who the person is it's not just this physical kind of thing right like 
it's n- right. Like, you know, to take his words, it's not about fucking in the bathroom. That's not what the essence of being, you know, polyamorous or in a relationship at all or in an open relationship is about. And I like that they really, you know, in the six minutes with the costume choices, the music choice, the dialogue is you have to be right. You don't have a lot of time to waste. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the way that Ali in the interview, you put it so perfectly, um, the words coming out of her mouth and the look on her face are <laughs> We just kept, disjointed. just kept rewinding that reaction. Right. But it's great because great. you don't have a lot of time to express what you're trying to say. And it makes for great filmmaking when, I guess in a feature too, when you can do that with, do a lot with a very little, you don't have to over say everything and explain everything, but a look and a line and you're like, uh oh, this thing just took a turn. Um, so I thought that was, I thought the pacing and everything was really well done um and him having the one-sided conversation too there's obviously no one on the other end of that phone and him you know acting as you know having that one-sided conversation i thought was great too because you can kind of feel it getting weirder and weirder and her getting taken out of that moment also what i liked about and i didn't get a chance to say this um to you guys was there's a sort of like romantic feeling and sort of a tone and a pace to them talking and the minute he goes to take out his cell phone which is obviously a modern tool it and she has that line of oh, okay you're doing that now it it breaks the magic it breaks the spell oh. and it made me also 100%. think of technology and it made me you know it made me think of technology how many times have we all been kind of in some kind of moment but there's a text or the phone rings and you grab your phone out of an instinct or a necessity and then the the moment's gone and i also like that that he's like oh i have to you have to text now um, yeah, they were in this like wonderful little bubble, the two of them. Right. It was like they kept like yeah. kind of like upping the like the the stakes kept getting higher, right? Right. It was like of being like okay, into we're this. doing this, <laughs> we're doing it in an open relationship. Okay, okay. And then okay. like as soon as he reaches for the phone, it's like that connection was broken. Right. Exactly. And then the reality seeps in that you know it's not as ideal as one. And she literally says the words, "I think this is the ideal way to have a relationship." And she uses the word ideal. And then I like that that's immediately turned on its head. That there is, and and the great part about the interview with Allison who wrote it was saying, well, the whole point also is that there is no ideal. Well, I I really enjoyed that. There really isn't judgment from her because what she is saying is there's a constructive way to do all of these things. It doesn't have to be for you, right? It's just, she's saying there's a constructive way to do it. And this is the not constructive way. And this is the way, a sleazy dude manipulates it. Right. And, right. and, and I think that is, and I think, and I think that is, that's what's, what's very cool about this and very, I think sincere. And, and that's how the film doesn't become the guy, right. It, Cause this film could easily, if it wasn't done so tactfully could have just been a version of that. guy. And, and it's also, the film isn't saying open relationships are bad. Don't work are stupid. That's not what the movie is saying either. Right. Um, because no, there are many there. people who are in them and it, it, like that, that would be absurd. That's not what the movie's saying. It, the movie's saying is that things aren't what you always think they are Yeah. or idealize yeah. and that, exactly. they're, you know, anyways, I thought it was great. So I'm I, so glad that we were able to do that. I enjoyed it. I like you. I hope we see more from them, but also yeah. what would be a conversation about anything without a traditional Friday night movie game? So I've crafted, and this is it. I want to say this is 
with complete respect to the filmmakers. We would not have, we're not, we'd have loved to play this with them in a longer interview, but also we have 15 minutes with them. We wanted to ask them really deep questions. Uh, um, and, and uh, but we do have a Byron meh here. And, and imagine if you switched out the John character with um, a series of characters I'm gonna put forward, fictional characters, of course, not real people, fictional characters played by different actors and uh, Byron and meh them. So the first division for Byron meh, polyamory, radical honesty version is Harrison Ford and Harrison Ford characters. So you have a choice to buy rent May Han Solo, Indiana Jones and Richard Kimball, the guy who's, you know, who killed my wife from the fugitive. Uh, uh, those three Byron May replace John with, with, with one of them. And, and which one of these three would have handled the situation better? I'm going to go. Okay. I'm going to start. I'm going to go with solo because i don't know if he would have handled it better i don't see him as someone being able to handle his relationships properly i mean um star wars has definitely shown us but, that yeah so i don't think he would have handled it probably and i'm not judging anybody else but i am saying that regardless of how he handled it i would have gotten up and gone to the bathroom <laughs> i would have been like see ya see you in a minute like <laughs> meet you in the bathroom hope like you know if you say your your partner is good with it i'm good with it like han solo would have just won um asshole or not you're kind of buying into it because he's an asshole that's the point so definitely buy han solo to be precise a scoundrel a scoundrel sorry (laughs) a scoundrel um and i'm gonna say that i'm gonna rent indiana jones because I think he's so nerdy that he would have fumbled it. I don't think he would have done it in a mean way, or I don't think he was trying to like, you know, mess with his wife or whatever partner's consent into the open relationship part. I just think that he's such a nerd. He would have been like sweating the whole time and not been cool about it. And so he's so cute that probably, again, I would have been like, no problem. Let's go to the bathroom. But um the idea to me that he wouldn't have done it with bad intentions. He just would have screwed it up. Um, I think he would have overthought it. And then I'm definitely mang him Kimball from the fugitive. Like, did he kill his wife? I don't want to go to a bathroom with that guy. I don't know. I thought it was summer Robert's dad who killed his wife. I mean, but okay. To be fair, Tommy Lee Jones doesn't believe him. Why am I? Why do I have to believe him? I don't, I don't have worse the evidence. You're you're like, just as bad as all the rest of the city of Chicago who doesn't believe him. He makes it clear. I did not kill my wife. He loves sell yeah. sell award. Sell award. Good yeah, job, Al. Yeah. Um, wow. I I want to believe cool. him. That was a deep cut. I I want to believe him. She was very big in the nineties. I I I want to believe him, but. I'm not going to go on a Tinder date with a potential murderer. So it's not happening. But what if the or being an open is that relationship. he's the, like the most, like what if all of them, he's the most faithful partner, right? Cause like he does everything to prove that he loved his wife and he was committed to her. So he's this actually like point. the most dedicated partner of the group. That's an interesting point. He jump off that water reserve. What is that thing? The, 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 reservoir. the dam reservoir. The reservoir to prove he didn't murder his partner there you go so no, it, all right or did so, he murder her so he can have an open relationship i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i just feel like it's a bit dicey with that guy <laughs> 
So uh, I think I got the actor wrong, by the way, for who played the one-armed man. So oh. just assume, uh, assume I got it wrong. I think I, I think I mixed up that. We don't claim to say truthful not Michael, things on this. It's podcast. not Michael Nori. It's no, 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 no. The one-armed man is uh, no, no, no. That's not, not. That's not different. If it's a different actor, okay. Uh, I would have. I, I think I agree with Lily. I think. I think. The, I think. Right, <laughs> I think you picked the right answer. I think you picked the right answer. I think going on a date with a potential murderer is. You might not make it out of that bathroom life. All right, let's go to some classic Ben Stiller characters. All right. Oh, interesting. Zoolander, Greg Fokker, and Chaz Tenenbaum from the Royal Tenenbaum. So wait, this is if John took the place of one of these guys? Yeah, so which one of these guys would successfully have, you know, managed that situation? Hold that Emory goals in that situation. Okay, well, hold on. Okay, I don't really remember Chaz Tannenbaum's he's, new He's ones. the one that wears the red sweatsuits. He's extremely um, paranoid and nervous about like accidents because uh, his wife died in a plane crash. Is that what it is? I don't remember. But yeah, I feel his like his wife dies and he's but, super neurotic. But the Either big lesson way. of the movie is him jumping on cars and riding on bumpers of cars at the end of the movie. It's like I never He's, saw the movie. He loose he loosens up by the end. He might be into it by the end of the movie. Yeah, that's a good point. But Greg Fokker, we know he is like nervous, like risk averse. Right. Like he's there's no way. He's also Chess devoted him, to his fiance. But then he shouldn't be in a like then I I guess the open relationship doesn't feel like natural to him. I don't yeah, know. I'm not saying that I'm not saying he would be great in the open relationship. I'm just yeah, yeah. I just you're making him sound like he's just neurotic. I'm saying uh, he's a very romantic guy. He is very cute. Look what and, he endures for his fiance. So look, she was like, into it. He might endure it but, for her. But, but I also think he went through so much to get her that he's, he's not, not sharing her. Whereas I think Zoolander, he's my buy for this because Zoolander, he's like, buy. he lives in of that. Of course. Place. He doesn't even know that there's relationships that aren't open. Right. Well, like and I don't whole... think he knows what the word polyamory is at all. So, like, this is just, <laughs> this is all a blank slate. So. <laughs> He's just like he's for I'm sure. People want to have sex with me, and people are exactly. like, "Yes, we do." So he would great. definitely pull it off the best. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. All right. All right. Now let's 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 check out some uh, famous female characters, um, but still putting them in the in the John slot, meaning Alice. It's a same yeah, sex. It's the same sex relationship now. Okay. The Sigourney Weaver's characters. Okay. Ripley from Alien. Jeez. Dana Barrett. I guess it doesn't matter if it's same sex, but who would be who would fare the best in a polyamory situation? Ripley from Alien, Dana Barrett from Ghostbusters, or um, uh, not uh, Catherine Catherine or whatever her name is Parker from Working Girl, the the boss, the one who gets injured in the ski accident. I almost put her character from Avatar, the Doctor, but Becky's not in this episode, and so I don't think we have to talk about. Don't that. waste any Avatar content. Without yeah, I don't her. want to waste the Avatar content. Exactly. So yeah, which which of those Ripley, which of those Sigourney Weaver characters? So I'm gonna say that Dana Barrett, I'm gonna buy because she is already in like a polyamorous situation with the like ghoul from the refrigerator. Yeah. Rick Moranis and Bill Murray. And the she seems to be doing pretty well player who's like putting the nose the nosal spray, spray nose. the yeah. saline or whatever like that cold. is the afrin the guy yeah. Cold. So, yeah so she has like in 
like a sci-fi movie that's about ghost busting. This woman has like four dudes that she's interested in. <laughs> and then whoever's the, the parent of her child in the in the sequel, because it's not Bill Murray. Right. Oh, wow. So too, she is killing it on that front. Fine. And the her. guys keep coming back. They're not, there's no Bill Murray's not worried about the other guys. They're no, making it work. Like everybody seems pretty cool. I mean, except for like the demon. But other than that, I think everybody's pretty relaxed. It's that dress that she wears. It's a great dress. Like I remember she's like, she's like so flowy. Yeah, it's very flowy and flowy. Um, And then um, who did you, and I think of Avatar, who was the third one? The the boss, Catherine Parker, the boss of the working girl. Oh, I love her. I hope that like I'm renting her and I hope that she's like doing some sort of dom like dominatrix polyamory <laughs> situation um some like some seriously like some bondage i'm like yeah i want like a group thing there I i'm very that into that movie, by the way that it's movie a great movie so good and i do not think that i'm sorry for ripley but i just don't think she i don't think it works i no. think that takes she no does, prisoners she I does have think. sex with tywin lannister in alien three Right. And I just feel like that's good. Like that's like she's I could just see her being maybe not monogamous, but I just don't see her playing the field. Does she even have time for this? Like she's I, I, she's saving <laughs> she's the world. I just yeah, I just don't think that this is on her radar really. She's got other things to do. This is not top of the list. All right. That's I I agree. That's excellent. Okay, now last but not least. This is this one. I I'm doing this one for my wife here. Okay, I because thought you might be. This includes a reference to one of her favorite movies, uh, Jada Pinkett Smith, who I think in real life may be in an open relationship. It's unclear. They've talk, they they keep, write they, about it. They, in they the, talk about it. They write about yeah. it in the tabloids. Yeah, yeah. And they've talked so, about. It, I think in certain times of their marriage, they've yeah. had an open relationship. So Jada Pinkett Smith, uh, Niobe from the matrix either the old or the young naobi you can pick whichever one you want remember old naobi from the matrix War? Oh yeah that was bad um fish mooney from gotham do you all have you ever seen her character from gotham fish no. mooney i don't know what that means i, I think you should google it while we're talking fish mooney but the whole reason why i put this in here was because i know she plays a character in magic mike 2 and Allie thinks that is essentially the Casablanca of our time. I don't remember the name <laughs> of that character. I just, Jada Pinkett in Magic Mike 2, the, the MC or whatever her name is. Which of these three do you think would be best in one of these polyamorous situations? I think you're selling her character in Magic Mike 2 short. I don't think she's just the MC. I think she runs that whole operation. Oh. Uh, I think it's her operation and they are all like um, graduates of her program. Like like Mike and, and his career. Right, like I see her creating the app so she that is, people use for open relationships. So she's Thunder Down Under University. Yes. Sure. <laughs> but also like with bordello like rome rome that's southern rome but in the south vibes like it's a very confusing universe that she operates in um but yeah i'm not sure i mean i i don't know if i would expect that character character to be polyamorous or i just think that there are people lined up ready to have sex with her i think that's her vibe that's a good point so like she's so, just so who's your so who's your top there? I would pick her because I think she has the confidence and is very explicit in her communication. 
I would say my my meh is is Fish Mooney because her character, when she wants revenge, she pushes people out windows and gouges their eyes out. She is, if she were to get jealous in the relationship, I would be afraid. Fish is a gangster boss, very difficult. And, you know, Naomi's been living in like a cult underground, running from robots for a while. Odds are she like has Ripley. had a few spouses. No, but she's probably had a few Sure, spouses. but I feel like she also doesn't have much time to dwell right. on this. She is, she is, she is, she's running that, she's running that show. Uh, Al, I, just, think? I think, Paul, I think that, uh, that the Magic Mike character, like polyamory is, is, is too restrictive for her. She's going to need more runway than that. She's going to need, <laughs> she's going to need a lot more, like a lot more opportunity. So and look, more, look, there's no idealized version of this. You do, you do you, whatever that character is. I cannot remember her name, but she's amazing in that movie. Oh, well, uh, this was really good fun. Thank you both for doing this. Thank you to our guests, Allison Goldfarb and Bianca Paletti. Their film is, Radical Honesty, it is premiering at South by Southwest on March 12th. We are thrilled for them, and we are thrilled we got a chance to listen to it. Uh, sorry, to watch it. <laughs> sorry, to watch it. We, we got, we, we're thrilled we get a chance to listen to this podcast later. Lily, where can people follow you? Chichi, C-H-I-C-H-I-K Gomez on Twitter. Allie, where can people follow you? It's a great question. I don't. I don't really remember. I think A. Tombros on Instagram. Yeah. Okay. That's if that's the one you want to use. Yeah, you don't use your Twitter at all either, or just no, just the. I think we all know that I don't use my Twitter. <laughs> oh, okay. Well. All right. And you can follow me at Pancake and the number four table. That's Pancake for Table on Twitter and Instagram. All of the Friday Night Movie shenanigans are at Fry Night Movie on Twitter and Instagram. FridayNightMoviePod.com as well to sign up for our newsletter. We will be at South by Southwest Wonder House, hosted by the University of Arizona, March 11th through 13th. It's taking place in the Fogo de Chao in downtown Austin as part of the South by Southwest Festival. We'll have times and dates posted for when we'll be recording the show and when we'll be doing interactive events. Allie and I will be there and we'll also be checking out all the films and reviewing them and reporting back. Thank you so much for listening. The theme song is by What Does It Eat? Bye, guys. Love you. Bye. Bye. Love you. Bye.